This podcast contains sexual themes and is intended for open-minded adults. If you're under the age of 18, you should stop listening now. You're listening to Sharing is Caring. In this podcast, we talk openly about our journey into the lifestyle, about opening our relationship and our lives to a whole new way of thinking. Come and share our adventures into sex positivity and ethical non-monogamy. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 22 of Sharing is Caring. I'm Kiwi. And I'm Sherry. We've been in self-isolation for seven weeks now. Yeah, it's been seven weeks. Already, yeah. How time time flies flies when you're having fun. Uh. It's really strange though, but we're getting used to it and it feels almost normal now. I'm actually enjoying it a little bit. Actually, it's quite nice not having to commute to work. Not to have the stress of going out and being on time and getting ready. It's just relaxing at home every single day. And saving lots of money because we're not going out every night to a show or out for drinks or for dinner. Yeah, yeah, we've been saving lots of money. And cooking all the time. That's probably the same story for absolutely everyone, other than people whose jobs have been affected. Yeah, we're lucky enough that we're both uh, able to work from home, so our jobs haven't been affected. Yeah, lucky. It would be nice to be furloughed at the moment, considering how much work has picked up. It's gone absolutely crazy, which is one of the reasons why we're so late in recording. That and also, I mean, we don't have that much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we haven't been doing too much. Although we have, we have a lot of stuff that we did before the lockdown, which we haven't spoken about yet. So we can speak about that in our catch up. Yeah, we've been still getting out of the house a little bit. Yeah, we've been going for the odd walk and going shopping. Well, I've been going shopping. I've been doing the hunting gathering. <laughs> <laughs> I go down to the Waitrose and gather and i'm staying in the cave and people seem to be a bit friendlier yeah i've noticed that i've really noticed that people let you cross the road and smile when you walk past them yeah that's actually nice it feels like it's a small village even though it's london i guess because people don't really leave their local area so you get to see the same people more yeah we actually met one of our neighbors yesterday yeah well i did recognize her you wouldn't have a clue would you you were out for a walk and then just crossed paths with them so it's the first time we've spoken to them yeah she looked friendly yeah well, when we say one of our neighbours, they live just around the corner, so they're not someone who we actually would encounter when we walk past them or anything like that. No, but our kitchen overlooks their garden, so whenever we're washing dishes or by the sink, we can see what happens in their garden, which feels a bit, I don't know. It sounds a bit creepy, but yeah. they've been renovating and redoing their whole garden, so it's been amazing watching the developments and change. We sound really creepy. <laughs> Maybe we should, we should stop here. <laughs> who doesn't watch their neighbours when they can? <laughs> Also, right. what else? The, mm. there's airplanes flying over now. So if you hear airplanes going past, that's like what the big rumbling noise is. They stopped for a long time, but like a week or two ago, they started coming in batches. And it's strange. It's like a batch of them fly in and then it quiets down for a long time. I haven't noticed. But enough of that. So a couple that we've been speaking to suggested a long time ago, actually, when the lockdown first started, doing an episode on swinging during lockdown, swinging from home. So thanks for the suggestion, Jack and Jane. But it took a while, so people probably have gone through everything around swinging on lockdown. That's okay. We will have our own take on it. Yep. The big question is really, is the lifestyle on hold worldwide? Or are there still things which you can do to keep it up and keep the excitement going? Because you can't really go out for meets and 
can you do something else that brings others into your play or scratch the exhibitionism exhibitionism itch? We haven't met anyone since the start of the lockdown and we really discourage others from doing so, but we're not going to address the ethics of people still meeting on this episode. That's We'll leave that well alone. But before we start with swinging from home, let's do our catch-up. Yep. So a bit of developing news at the moment. Binet USA are shamelessly making a copyright grab at the buy flag and the buy colors. They're claiming that they own the copyright and anyone who wants to use it has to pay them royalties. And in worse, they're targeting small businesses, individuals, blogs, that sort of thing, who are using the buy flag or buy colors and demanding that they remove them from their blogs, websites, podcasts, everything immediately. And they have to get in touch and organize a payment plan before they can use it. So would that cover us as well? Yeah, that would cover us, but fuck them. <laughs> um, I'm not well versed in intellectual property law in the USA or anything like that, but based on what I've been reading, the buy flag was created by Michael Page in 1998 while volunteering for Binet USA, and he never signed over the rights to Binet USA. They remained with him because he was volunteering and he was the creator. The copyright remained with Michael, and he stated that the flag is free for public and commercial use, and that it was not patented, trademarked, or service-marked, meaning that anyone can use it freely for anything. So basically they can't do this. Yeah, exactly. So there's lots more examples out there in the public, which they've dug up and presented as to why Binet USA does not own and cannot own the copyright to the flag or the colors. But they're sticking to their guns, and they're claiming full ownership of it and harassing small businesses and individuals. I think this is a shameful and embarrassing And as you'd expect, there's been a huge backlash from the LGBT community. I really don't understand what drove the people on the board of Binet USA to think that this was a good idea. But I can only hope that it was the actions of a few people and they'll be dismissed and there'll be a public apology made. Maybe they're just trying to get some publicity. That's really the wrong way to go about getting publicity, though. Any publicity is good. Isn't that the motto? <laughs> that, is, that is the motto if you're trying to sell a product. But if you're a community organization who's yeah, trying what, to build What's Binet USA? Binet USA is a network for bisexuals in the USA, essentially. <laughs> it's in the name. But they encourage groups to get involved in community affairs around visibility, around being a safe place for people. That's what they say they are. So if that is their goal, then... Turning the community against them really does the absolute opposite. People yeah. don't want to associate with them anymore. Yeah. But anyway, on a lighter mood, on to us. So like we said earlier, we've been self-isolating for the last seven weeks, but luckily we had a really busy start to the year and we've only spoken about a bit of it. So we'll talk about what we did leading up to the lockdown in this episode and only half of it actually. We'll talk about Yeah, about half of it, and we'll save the rest for next episode. Basically, we're don't, going to talk about January. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so in February. As you might recall, we had plans to go to the Bed Hopper Social in March, but sadly, due to COVID-19, it had to be cancelled. So the whole social didn't happen. We were really looking forward to catching up with Mr. and Mrs. H, along with um, our other amazing friends who would be there, like uh, LV and Vanilla Ice. But also, we were going to meet a bunch of uh, great new people. So it's really disappointing. But um, I think cancelling was actually the right way and the right thing to do. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So hopefully, it'll all clear up soon and they'll arrange um, a new meetup. Yeah, in the summer, hopefully, so we can go na naked. No, okay. <laughs> Not in public places. Okay. But at least we got to have a great conversation on Zoom a couple of weeks ago with Mr. and Mrs. H 
and LVN Vanilla Ice. And also we got to meet the Disnerds, who are like a lovely people. They're lovely people. They've all been interviewed on Bedhoppers, so definitely check it out if you haven't heard those episodes. And didn't we have also um, some kind of pub quiz with Mr. and Mrs. H on the night that we were supposed to have the meetup? Yeah, the Bedhoppers pub quiz. So I think they, I'm not sure if they're doing that regularly. We have been busy on the weekends. I thought it was just to replace the social. No, no, I think they've done a couple more. Oh, okay. We'll have to look <laughs> into that more. <laughs> also, as we said last time, we went out on a great date with a couple that we met on field, but we wanted to speak to them about the podcast to make sure they were comfortable about being spoken about before we talked about them on here. Now that we've gotten their consent, we can talk about the couple which we mentioned last time who for the purpose of the podcast will call Hansel and Gretel that's a cool name so uh, as Kiwi said we met them on field originally and they're actually the first couple we met from field the, the first people period we've yeah. met from field in person yeah in person and we haven't been on, on many internet dates before have we no. only a couple single women from tinder yeah I think that's it two or three single women from tinder <laughs> usually we meet people through through socials or through friends or in the wild even. Yeah, we like to normally get to know people in a non-low expectation environment before actually moving into a date. Yeah, I think that's partly why I'm not too keen on meeting through the internet because there's so much pressure when you meet with a person to do something about it. But we had a free evening on a Tuesday night, so we decided, why not? What's better to do on a Tuesday night? (laughs) (laughs) So we arranged to meet them at a pub actually near my old flat. It was just around the corner from my old flat. Yeah, they're they're quite local to us. Yeah. And we went out for dinner first and had a drink. Well, dinner, just the two of us. Yeah, just the two of us. And then met them at the pub afterwards. And it turned out great. We had a really great connection with them. They're such amazing, lovely people. Yeah. And they had really similar values to us. And we kept speaking until... Well, until closing, they were stacking all the chairs on the table. I think we were the only people left in the pub and they, the the staff was really looking forward to us leaving because they were looking at us insistently. Strongly hinting for us to go home. <laughs> I remember when I, I saw their profile pictures, I thought, oh, wow, they're, they're really good looking people and they look like good fun. And as soon as they entered the pub, I was like, yep, yep, that's going to work because they had those big smiles on their face and they yep. looked so... So welcoming and full of energy. I don't know how to explain, but... And their profile didn't do them justice. Yeah, that's true, actually. It's always good in when it's in that direction. <laughs> Under promise, over deliver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, almost in the first two minutes, I, I knew that it was going to work. I agree. And then at the end of the night, said goodbye with a, a kiss goodbye. Not me. Oh. <laughs> I missed out. I didn't see that you did it, and then I didn't do it. And then I felt like, oh, shit, I... Missed I missed out because <laughs> I wouldn't have minded. So we were both really into them after that. But you know why? Because I was driving, so I wasn't drinking. Yeah, you could only have one drink at the beginning of the night. Yeah, and uh, and I think that's why because I, I'm super shy, oh. and if if I haven't had a bit of alcohol to loosen me up, uh, I have a hard time to just get over the the shyness. Yeah, but we were really looking forward to meeting them again and. That happened quite quickly after happened, that. Yeah, I think it was a week and a half later, so the following Friday. Yeah. We arranged to meet somewhere more local to us. So we found a cocktail bar, which is nearby, which we didn't even know existed, actually. Yeah, quite, it's quite a new one, yeah. 
and we went and met them there. And and this time, lots of cocktails. Lots of cocktails. Oh yes, you weren't driving then. <laughs> oh, it was so good. It was happy hour, two for one. So we found a nice little table in the corner and drunk away and chatted. And it was really cool, actually. So I, I was sitting over one side of the table chatting to Gretel. Yes. <laughs> it's not common names that I use, so I get confused. Like what? Don't the, you know the, the fable name? Yeah, story? I know, but which one's, which one's the man? Which one's Hansel the is the man. Okay. So I was chatting over to Gretel over one side of the table, and you were chatting to Hansel on the other. Yeah, I was sitting next to you. Yeah. But it did feel like we were in two very different conversations and forming our own connections. Yeah, it was actually the first time that happened. Uh, I think usually it's more like a, a four-way conversation. And it, it was the first time it felt a bit swappy. Yeah. But I didn't mind because I felt like we were really close to each other. It was very much in control. And the first date we'd really connected as a group. Yeah. So now we were connecting on the individual level or such. Yeah. As the night went on. So as the night went on, Gretel let us know that she had to work the next morning, so she couldn't have that big a night. I was so disappointed. Yeah, me too. I thought, oh, all right, yeah, we're just going to have some drinks and then call it a night. But hey, it was a fun night. They're great people. It was still good, uh, good fun to be with them, yeah. And then I think it was Gretel asked me, can I kiss you? Yeah. And that was really nice. So we started <laughs> kissing over the other side of the table. And, and I was like watching you think, oh my God, that's so hot. <laughs> and I felt like doing the same, but I still felt shy, even though I had a couple of drinks. Oh, yeah, I know. No. So then I got up and went to the bathroom. Yeah. And then she moved seats and she sat next to me and she said, can I kiss you? So I was like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> and we kissed and it was, oh, it was really hot. Yeah. I really like kissing women. And then I kissed him. Yeah. Is that, is that the order it happened in? Yeah, that's the order it happened in. Okay. And then, Very good. then I turned to him and we kissed and he was really nice too. And that's when I came out of the bathroom and Sherry was kissing Hansel and that was really hot. I really enjoyed that. So then I sat down at the table when we kissed a bit more, spoke a bit more and then decided it's uh, maybe should we head somewhere else and get another drink? Oh, we've got some drinks at our place. <laughs> we can make some cocktails. You haven't mentioned the DJ. I think we might have mentioned it in the previous podcast, but that's yeah. worth mentioning again. <laughs> when we're all getting ready and packing up to leave the dj he was a terrible dj the kept, music kept on cutting out and stopping but one of the tables that was sitting facing us there was another couple there that was watching us throughout the evening and as we were getting up to leave the woman said loudly to speak over the music oh they're all going home to have sex now but the music stopped right as she said that so she yelled it out and the whole bar heard <laughs> I missed it. I didn't hear it. I think I was, my back was turned and I think, well, maybe because I'm a foreigner, I can't always pick up things in a noisy environment. So I missed it, but oh, I wish I had heard it. It was gold. <laughs> <laughs> so you played on this. Yeah. So when we walked out, I smiled at her and nodded and said, oh, have a great night. And then when we walked out the door, put my arm around both Gretel and Sherry. <laughs> Very smart. <laughs> smart ass. <laughs> So we went home and you poured a couple of drinks. Yeah. And we were just chatting some more. And then... Oh, don't be shy. Ah, I think we had some good playlist on and we started all dancing a little bit. And then some clothes started coming off while we were dancing. And some kisses happened. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, she said she's an early night, you know, how far is this going to go? Yeah. 
I, I really thought they would just well first I thought we wouldn't come home for a drink it would just be yeah. a drink at the at the cocktail bar and then when they came home I was like okay that's gonna be just another drink and then when the kiss happened I was like okay it's just gonna be a few kisses <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't have high expectations because of uh, yeah of her working the next day but she was maybe a bit unreasonable <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. I think it was perfectly reasonable. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm I'm really happy about it. So what happened? We were still in the living room. We were all standing, all getting naked. Yeah, and then mm. I suggested, shall we go to the bedroom rather than standing around? Yeah, and we did. And you all shifted to the bedroom and had a bit of a play together. And something I forgot to mention earlier on is Hansel, he identifies as heteroflexible. So when we're all having ding, a ding, bit ding, of a ding, play... Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I asked him, well, can I kiss you? And he says, yes. I started kissing him and we started making out. And then... That was so hot. I just love seeing Kiwi kiss a guy and, and more. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It just works for me. And then some more happened. We started touching each other and I went <sighs> down on him. Yes. But he has a huge cock. He has a huge cock. I mean, Kiwi has a really good one, but his is just almost scary <laughs> i mean it still fits in my mouth but you know. hardly fits in mine <laughs> you're lacking experience honey <laughs> anyway yes. but they're both gorgeous people like the absolutely beautiful bodies absolutely beautiful minds and souls they're just so happy and friendly and so we, we had a really good evening with them yeah had a great play and then sadly it came time for them to leave well, she was still a bit more reasonable than I think I would have been at that point of the the play. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. I'll call in sick tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was so into it. It was yeah. really good. It was one of the best plays I've had, I think. Ah, good to say one of. The leaves are open. <laughs> it was a good beginning of the year. But yeah, we really couldn't wait to see them again after that again. And we'll save the following meets and stories for... The next episode, I think. We won't give it all away now. Look at you creating some suspense. Ooh. What happened? When will the next episode be? Hopefully not as long as this one. No. We should be better with recording. Yeah, now that work's calmed down again, we have a bit more time in the evenings. Well, we have time in the evenings and <laughs> <in> the weekends. <laughs> okay, so something else that we've done more recently is that we signed up a while ago, actually, to um, a central massage workshop to be models. Yeah. at the workshops and we were contacted for a zoom class that was going to happen so we said yes but unfortunately he already had models for that class oh, yes. but he said do you just want to join as participants and we said great that sounds like fun we don't have plans for those evenings it was on a thursday and friday night two evenings in a row yeah so we got to join the workshop and participate and learn all about massaging yeah and it was really cool there was probably eight or nine other couples and it was on Zoom, so it was private, but also public, if that makes sense. Well, there was a, a password to access, so it's not yeah. like anyone could have joined. Yeah, but you still had other people there who you could watch, give each other massages while you're giving a massage and follow the instructions. And it made a bit of a group community type feel that you're when you're having this lesson at the same time. Yeah. So it was also a little bit of the exhibitionist side. <laughs> and it was mostly the same couples over the two nights. Yep, a couple so couples. A couple couples didn't come back the second night. Yeah. The first night was massage my woman. Yeah. So I got to get a very nice and long massage from Kiwi. For about three hours. Yeah. But the second night was massage my man. And Kiwi got a long massage. 
That was great. From me. And I have to say, it was very physical. Yeah. Uh, I was exhausted by the end. It was ju- just so much muscle work. Um, I didn't expect it. Because it starts off as a therapeutic massage, because it is essentially a massage. And then you get warmed up and relaxed. And then it starts to become more and more erotic before it moves into giving your partner an orgasm. So it really was hard work to lift people and manipulate them and really get in there and do some muscle work. Lift the hips, lift the legs, whatever. um, But also I found that the woman massage was less sexual, less so than the man one. At least early on. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot more (laughs) penis touching in yours than Mm. there was um, vulva in mine. Which I didn't mind because actually I love a massage period. And I love having my penis touched. Yet, so <laughs> I think I think that's probably like, we might be fairly stereotypical. <laughs> like men probably generally are more open to going quicker into sexual touching than women. Women need more build up and more yeah, I agree. mental stimulation and relaxation. But we both um, reached ejaculation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> including female ejaculation for me yeah well done yeah well with the right technique you always make me squirt so yeah and it was very interesting actually we did learn a lot about various things about arousal and uh, some interesting theories about like massage and the body and also some interesting techniques for not just massage but for stimulation as well yeah it's really good and you loved it i very much enjoyed it yeah So hopefully we can do another follow-up class quite soon. And maybe even interview the owner of the... That's a really good idea, actually. If people are interested in us interviewing the guy who runs it, let us know, send us a message. Because he did have some really interesting thoughts about massage and central massage. So if if you do want to find out more, let us know. Yeah. That's enough of us talking about what we've been up to. How about on to our main topic? So this is about swinging from home. Okay, so the main question is, is the lifestyle on hold? And I have my answer. Yeah? Yes, it's on hold. Thank you for listening <laughs> to Kiwi and Cherry. Right. <laughs> Job done. And we'll see you again when, when the lockdown <laughs> is over. Bye-bye. <laughs> is it, though? Is it on hold? Because we have been meeting with people on Zoom. We have been doing other things. Does that count as lifestyle? Because the, the lifestyle know. is more to me, is more than just sex. Yeah. So sex with other people, yes, that's on hold. But we're still getting these connections, we're still getting discussions, we're still getting mm. some flirting. And our sex life is still like very much alive. Yeah. You seem to be very dirty lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am. Not that I'm complaining. I've been enjoying watching porn with you. Yeah. And doing things to you and... Having you do things to me. Maybe we should stop here or we're going to have to stop recording the podcast. What have we been doing? What can you do when you're stuck in your house? When there's a lockdown or even not when there's a lockdown, but when there's social distancing and it's recommended that you don't meet with people. Like we said earlier. If you're following the rules, if you want to make it work, you have to find some workarounds. Things like video calls. We've gone to quite a few video pub quiz type nights. And that's like we said earlier with bed hoppers but also with a couple other communities that we're part of, some not even lifestyle ones. But it's great to have that social interaction, Mm. but on the lifestyle side of things, to have that flirty social interaction. Yeah. 
And with my uh, French friends who've done a, an online apéro. Yeah. <laughs> and you do online workouts every night. Yeah. So that's really cool. We connect at the same time. We do a Facebook phone call with video. And then we play the same YouTube video, like a workout video. And we can watch a video while we also watch each other workout. It's quite fun. And it's very motivating because some nights I wouldn't have worked out by myself. But knowing that the others are doing it, I'm mm -hmm. just doing it. So five days a week. Yeah, it's impressive. I'm working out more than when I used to go to the gym. Also chats with people on zoom just even if it's not a pub quiz or something like that but flirting so like like i said the one we did earlier with um bed hoppers alvini vanilla ice and the disnerds that was just really great to have a bit of a connection over and see people's face yeah it made me feel also in a swinging mood yeah so you wanted to get naked and do some video sex which is something else you can do while you're on lockdown and don't you think that people are focusing on the chats a bit more Yeah, I, I agree. People seem to be putting in a bit more effort. We're getting less messages just saying hi or hi, let's meet or something like that. People seem to actually want to spend this time, if they take the if, if they take the time to message you now, it's because they want to talk a bit and flirt a bit, not just hi. let's go straight to meet. <laughs> hi, want to chat? Here's a picture of my cock next to a Coke can. You free tonight? <laughs> Have we received this before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On Fab. Seriously, we should put you in charge of fab messages for a while. No, thank you. I think I'd get traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're sending all that because they think it's a, a woman behind. Yeah. I mean, it is partly because it's both of us, but you're the one manning the, the chats, yeah. which I'm grateful for. So you also mentioned camera shows. Yes. So camera shows, we did the massage class was a semi-camera show, but also you can do a proper camera show where you're putting on the show for other people. And we've done quite a few in the past on Chatterbait. So we set up the laptop and the webcam in front of the bed and we both wear masks to hide our identity. We get in our superhero costumes, <laughs> underwear and masks. Yeah, I think if, if anyone who knew us connected, they would be able to recognize us. Yeah. But... You'd have to know us and then recognize us from that rather than seeing us on Chatterbait and then recognize us later. Yeah. Especially now, I've grown a big lockdown beard. So I haven't shaved since the start of lockdown and it's nice and thick lumberjack and long. lumberjack yeah. beard i feel like a pirate or like a highlands warrior <laughs> it's a great way to satisfy our exhibitionist side and we actually have some great conversations with people on there we actually engage in the conversations with people and I think talk back a bit we've uh, chatted with some listeners before yeah as well and also we use it to to do a bit of promotion for the podcast obviously <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, if people enjoy watching us and they say they like our accents, then why not? Yeah. Well, they like your accent. Oh, they like yours too. And also, it's a good way to earn a bit of pocket money by doing some private shows or people tipping. Yeah. And we just get to have sex and have a bit of a play and people get to watch it's us. It's a win-win. Yeah. Because we're not doing it for the money, but in the end, we've earned quite a bit with it. Yeah. It's a nice wee bonus. And that can go towards paying the podcast costs. Of for toys. Or for toys. That's what we did last time, actually. We bought a huge pile of toys. Yeah. So if any of you are interested to join Chatterbait and, um, and try out touching yourself in front of uh, your camera, we can post a referral link in the show notes. Or playing together in front of the camera. Oh, yeah. Or just watching other people. Yeah. Actually, all the possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> It's very interesting. It's people from all over the world. So we'll put put our um, referral link in the show notes? Yep. Yeah? 
definitely i can do that and i think we get like one dollar for everyone who signs up using that link even if they don't stream or buy any tokens or anything like that just for signing up so that can pay for hosting for a little bit oh, for the podcast yeah. costs <laughs> why not <laughs> there's something else that we can do in front of the camera filming ourselves ah yes we've done quite a bit of that in the past actually but not recently not recently so we're on Pornhub as well so in the past we've done some videos that we've put there yeah just for fun they're not really the videos which we would choose to watch no not at all because they've got no faces and they're fairly straight into things straight into things quite short no backstory yeah but we've had a few views and a few nice comments and yeah it's, things it's, like that. it's quite nice to have positive feedback yeah. And also we film with a phone camera, generally. Yeah, so it's not high quality, yeah. a bit shaky. It's hard to hold a camera when you're, you know, going for it. <laughs> I like how you went the part I went with, I've just said, it's hard to hold a camera when you're fucking someone. <laughs> yeah, when I'm fucking you hard, it tanks a bit. <laughs> I think when you upload it to Pornhub, it uploads it to their whole network. Yeah. Because that's like, owned by they probably the same company owns a lot of them. Some kind of monopoly of, yeah. a, of a porn on the internet. And then there's photos. Yes. This is something we used to do a lot of, but haven't done much lately. Yeah, a lot of things we used to do and we haven't been doing. Well, lately we've just been having sex together. Yeah, what a shame. Oh, oh so boring. So we used to post a lot of photos on Reddit, didn't we? Yeah, I think that's how we met a few people. They messaged us off uh, Reddit as well. And we've had quite a few good conversations from that as well. And that, I think, probably is where a lot of the inspiration for... We were doing photos on Reddit before we got into swinging, weren't we? Yes. So maybe it was a gateway drug. That's how you tricked me into it. How you? How I tricked you? Something that I liked about it. I know it's probably wrong. It really worked for my competitive streak. You can enter the top 10 or or whatever, the top 10 of, of the last month or things like that. And some in some groups, I was in the top 10 of all time even yeah i'm sure that people don't mind your competitive streak to try and get ahead you know <laughs> oh no this one didn't make it you're gonna have to post another one oh <laughs> it made me so happy and all the nice comments i mean very very few derogatory comments i think when women are posting pictures of themselves naked it's in the rest of everyone to say oh great thank you rather than say you look ugly yeah it's quite nice to hear all, well, to read all the compliments. What else have we been doing, which is remote? Virtual parties? Yeah, that's true. We were meant to go to a party the week of lockdown starting, so the yeah. first weekend. And so much, so much was cancelled. Yeah, but because it was cancelled, they shifted it online instead. And they shifted it to Zoom. So the DJ that was going to be playing at the party was playing on Zoom. And the people who were going to be attending the party all dressed up and attended via Zoom. And unfortunately, I was working well into the evening and well into the night that day. So we couldn't make it. But they've had quite a few since as well. And it just seems like a really cool concept to carry on that community. And I think especially if you do normally attend those parties with that group. Yeah. It, it, it helps keeps up that stay contact. in touch. Mm. It sounds like fun. I wish we, we'd been able to do it, but we were both exhausted. A virtual social would be fun, but it might be difficult if you get too many people with so many people trying to speak at the same time. Mm. Yeah, maybe. No, I think having a DJ solves the problem. So no one can speak? Yeah. Unless you go into the breakout rooms. Oh, yeah. I think the concept was really good for that party. Yeah. Apparently, Killing Kittens has done a very similar thing as well, and it was very successful. Maybe we should try to do something before the lockdown is over and we and the opportunity is gone yeah anything else to say on things to do while on lockdown and 
swinging from home? Swinging from home, no. Things to do, just get a good vibrator. <laughs> or two. I've been making the most of them. I think your advice earlier was get two of them. So when one runs out of batteries, you can just swap to the other one quickly. You don't have to stop and change the batteries or charge it. That's what I did this morning. <laughs> Utility belt. Yeah, I had the sexy dream and woke up horny and rolled over to Kiwi. But it was in the mood for coffee. Ugh. Throw me under the bus like that. Yeah, <laughs> but that's okay. I started taking charge of it myself. And you then took you... matters into your own hands. <laughs> and then you came in the bedroom a bit later and participated. Once I had caffeinated myself and recovered from the drinks from the previous evening. Anyway, time for the listener question? Yes. In your podcast, you've said a few times that you don't meet people online much and that you prefer to meet people at socials. Why is that? Have you had bad experiences which have put you off? So that kind of um, is a crossover with the start of our podcast from today. Yeah, we've partially addressed that, but we can run through it again, I think. Yeah. Well, there's first the expectations. I think a bit like in, in non-swinging dating, when you meet someone from the internet, there's an expectation that something's going to work, but even more so with swinging, because it's most about sex. I mean, not not for us, but some couples are just about having the sex. Yeah, and even if you set some expectations before the date saying no sex is going to happen tonight, which I think we've said on each of the dates. For one of the dates in New Zealand, we didn't because, because that was we a knew. hookup for the night. Yeah, um, because but, we were there for just one night. Yeah, but the other ones <laughs> were set the expectation that it is just a meet. And if there's something good, then we can meet again. But even if you do set that expectation, you still feel like I've got to meet these people and get to know these people. And if they're horrible people or really not my type. <laughs> horrible people. To, yeah, if you go on a date with someone and they just turn out to be like horrible people, how do you get out of there? Everyone has the expectation that, yes, this is a swinger date and people might not like each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are expecting to be maybe turned down a bit more. People are more open to that. But are they though? I think people in the lifestyle are probably more willing to accept that people aren't interested in them than just other people, random people going in the dating world. Mm. So if you cut off a swinger date early, that's probably not as offensive as cutting off yeah. another date early. But it's still really difficult to oh, do. It feels rude. It feels Yeah, it feels rude. Tough. It feels horrible. It's not. It doesn't feel great. Obviously, it's the right thing to do if there's no connection. And you don't want to actually spend your time speaking to them. Well, sometimes only one side feels a connection or feels attraction. Yeah. And the other side is like, oh, no way. Yeah, you need to break it in a nice way because you don't want to you don't want to hurt people's feelings. Yeah. Actually, that's a really interesting thought. Sometimes there's no connection, but you actually like the people. So you want to hang out with the people. Yeah. And I think that's definitely that's great. Stay on the date. But if they're horrible people, then you want to. That's never happened to us. No. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. Yeah. We've met horrible people at meetups and at parties and things like that. Have we? Yeah. Like a few times. Oh, wait. I need to remember. That's oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's the time you need to cut it off. And I guess if you get to the point where you are happy to cut it off quickly and you do want to leave early and not waste any more of your time speaking to these people, then you're probably going to feel less bad about it as well. Because you're going to be like, I've, I've been pushed to this point where I just don't want to interact with these people anymore. That probably makes it easier to just mm. say, sorry, we're leaving, goodbye. Anyway, that's one of the reasons. I think my my reason, my other reason is that I'm quite particular. I mean, not that I'm difficult, but I don't find, well, no one finds everyone attractive. But I think I'm a bit more picky, especially when it comes to men. I mm. find uh, most women attractive. 
because also most women know how to take care of themselves and do. But a lot of the time in the couples, you have an attractive woman next to a man who's like so-so or even worse. And I just can't, especially since as a woman, I'm expected to, to play with the man if we end up swinging with him. And also because Kiwi likes men too, we want the man to be good looking for the both of us. Yeah. And not just good looking, it's not just the looks. It's also the attitude, the personality. But a lot of the times men seem to think that their wife or girlfriend is enough to support the whole couple. And they'll put in a lot less effort. Yeah, like the trophy girlfriend almost. And then because they have a hot girlfriend, they think that they can get away with not making an effort. So if we meet people through friends or at socials or parties or something like that, someone who we've already met in a social circumstance, it's almost like that pre-screening, that, <laughs> that vetting. So we know that we actually like these people it's like a good chance that we're compatible. But it's also easier because you get to know them first, yeah. like with their personality, with their body expressions and everything in one go in one package, rather than just chatting online to check that they want the same thing as you. You just mm. chat face to face straight away without the expectations because usually it's a different context. I think we're probably very lucky that we have been able to do that though. We have met so many people and been in enough social circles and groups that we have been able to sustain a steady pace of meeting new people. That sounds terrible. <laughs> but we have met enough people through our friends and friends of friends and parties and, and socials. Because we are in London, we are in such a big place with such a big pool to select Yes, that's from, true. So if you live in the middle of nowhere, maybe you don't have this, this option. Or Yeah, you have, to, you have to do online dating. And you might have yeah. to travel for a fair while to actually meet Or you people. have to, to book a social or a party in London and go and book a hotel because you're going to spend the night there. So yeah. it's costly as well and time consuming. I mean, more so than for us. Yeah, so we're definitely not passing any judgment and saying it's better to do it the way that we're doing it. I think it's just what we've found works for us. Yeah. So we're just capitalizing on that and making the most of it. Also, I get, I get a bit anxious uh, before an internet meet because of the expectations, be because, uh, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the weight is on my shoulders, maybe. Mm, likewise, I get really nervous. But when we go to a social or a party, there's enough couples there that we know we're going to meet people that are compatible with us yeah. most likely and if it doesn't happen that's fine we'll just have a good time potentially have sex in front of the other people if that's what the party's about mm. it's complicated yeah i guess we, we haven't had any bad experiences meeting people online yet <laughs> anything else to say on that there's probably more but not nothing i can think about now i think if if there was someone else in the conversation with a different outlook on it it might fuel the conversation a bit more but because you and i on, are on the same page about this it's yeah. pretty much how we feel how does that differ from meeting someone at a club compared to meeting them online because meeting them online arguably you get an opportunity to chat to them and get to know them but if you're meeting someone at a club then you're probably not going to get to know them very well before you might go and play together yeah it would be a more shallow experience because you're basing it solely on their looks so like people that we meet online and get to know is a lot more of a relationship type experience that we want to get to know these people rather than just have sex with them once whereas a club meet is just oh you're hot you'll do <laughs> you'll do for tonight <laughs> well i think i think we pretty much have this kind of two groups of people we play with yeah and from our experience it's either people we've been in touch with and keep in touch with for potentially months years and people we just play with one night 
and that's it. Either because we don't feel like pursuing the relationship or they live too far anyway or they're not interested, we're not interested either. Or we just don't even know what their names are and <laughs> never see them again. Because <laughs> we're too drunk anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, but because we've, we've stayed in touch with quite a few people, even people we've met in CAP. Yeah, we went to uh, Rio's earlier in the year with two couples that we met in CAP. That's mm-hmm. a great night. Yeah, and didn't we meet them originally online and chatted with on with them on Kick and then Yeah, they joined the Kick group. Yeah. That's because we did a Kick group and advertised it on the podcast, didn't we? I can't remember how No, we didn't advertise on the podcast. We just had been messaging a few people and then I decided we'll make a Kick group. Oh yeah. But that was cool because that was a mix between meeting online and between face meeting face to face. Yeah. Because we met we met in a group in Cap. It was not so much uh any expectation or pressure to put out. Yeah, and the group was just to discuss things and share ideas and share where you're going. It wasn't saying, let's get together as a group and have sex. No, no, it was like, oh, it was the best party tonight. Yeah. Anyway, that's our rambling answer. So have you had bad experiences which have put you off even before you were with me? Did you do much on, of online dating before? I, I don't didn't think do you did. any online oh. dating before I met you. Which oh, you've missed out. I know. I feel like I missed out, which is why it's great that we can do some online dating and use <laughs> Tinder and everything now. I get to have that experience. Yeah, I never used Tinder before either, actually, uh, because I wasn't into... Strangely, I wasn't into hookups when I was single. <laughs> if I was single now, I'd be all over Tinder and Grinder and... I'd have a lot of fun. If I was single now, I would date so many women. Yeah, in terms of my experience, I wasn't single for long in London. I just did six months of internet dating here and didn't actually date many people. Did you have some bad experiences in your internet dating? I wouldn't say bad, but there was... Disappointing experiences. (laughs) There was once a a guy that... um, I met on, I think it was, what was it? App, the one where you you see people who have Happen. crossed your path. Yes, on Happen. Thank you. I was on Happen and met someone there. And we went for dinner, luckily. And he chose a restaurant. And I didn't realize, but it was quite a posh restaurant, an expensive one, where, you know, it's kind of a place where you do starter main dessert. And after maybe five minutes of meeting him, I knew I wasn't into him, but I still had to go through the whole dinner thing. And then it cost oh, me no. like 60 pounds at the end of the night. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that was a good experience because now I know to never book a dinner for a first meet and rather go for a drink. And after that, I only did drinks for first dates. Apart from our first date, we went to the Duck and Waffle and yeah. spent but we a couple had already on the first date. <laughs> we had already met and had sex before our first date so i don't think that counts but yeah i think i dated two guys actually before i met kiwi you ruined you ruined my two guys in your whole life no 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 in in london as a single person my my long-term relationship ended then i was single for a while and dated those two guys from the internet that's it then i met other guys but i met them in paris when i went there for weekends like a barman and a friend of a friend paris booty calls yeah but it, it looks like uh, I'm better meeting people face-to-face as well. I'm more successful than through the internet. I can say that. I meet you face-to-face. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it's the end of the podcast now. We, we've told enough about internet dating. I mean, enough of what we think. So if you want to get in touch with us, we love hearing from you. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Kiwi and Sherry, all in word. You can email us at kiwiandsherry at gmail.com. 
You can find us on www.sharingiscaringpodcast.com and on Fab Swingers and Spicy Match as Sharing is Caring Podcast. And now you know that Kiwi is manning the Fab Swingers uh, messages, so don't <laughs> don't expect it to be me uh, who answers first. Yeah, so when I get all these messages saying, oh, I want to tie your hands behind your back and put you on your knees and put my cock in your mouth. You're like, yay. I respond, okay. <laughs> They'll be in for a surprise. And I think you didn't finish saying oh, yeah. that there were spaces between words on fab and dashes on spicy match. Thank you. But you, you'll put all that in the notes, won't you? Yeah, there's links in the notes. Yeah. So it's not really the best time to be talking about the sites, but since a lot of people will have a lot more time at home to try new things, you should check out Spicy Match. We find it really useful in mainland Europe, especially when you're traveling, of course not happening now. And when you want to set up dates before you arrive, you can use it anywhere in Europe. I'm not too sure how many people use it in the States, um, but it would be great to find out. So if you're using it in the States, to let us know. Since you're at home, you might have time to enter the photo contest, if that's your thing certainly ours. It's great fun and they give away some cool prizes like travel vouchers and lifetime memberships. If you sign up using the referral code sharing is caring or one word, you get three month premium for free. So coming up very soon, we're going to be doing an interview with Bedhoppers. In fact, it's actually only in a few hours. So the speed which we're moving at the moment, it might actually be released before this episode. So make sure you check that out. Bedhoppers have got a good few episodes planned at the moment, so it's worth listening to. And they have quite a big history. They've been on on the market longer than us. And they release very regularly. They're a really cool podcast. But in the meantime, thank you all for the amazing feedback, rating and reviews. We really appreciate them and we love reading them. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and a review. So thanks for listening to this episode of Sharing is Caring. Join us next time to find out how the parties went and to listen to more of Sherry's sexy voice. (laughs) And remember, sharing is caring. Which is something else you can do while you're working remotely. Or when you're working. Which is something else you can do while <laughs> when you're, you're working down. remotely if you want. I mean <laughs> it's it's a type of work as well. Team building. Yeah. You have to find what works around. Yep. Walks around? Workarounds. Walk arounds. Workarounds. If you're following the rules, you have to find walk arounds. Good enough. Is it workarounds? Workarounds. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm just a bit, um, yeah, it's because of you. You look too hot. Um, wait, if you want to, <laughs> what was my sentence? You can do it. I have faith. If you want to make it work, yep. you, ha- you have to. <laughs> if you want to make it work, you have to find some workarounds.